Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Chris Penwell from ActiveQuest. And I'm Joseph Yaden. We are a video game podcast that takes a deep dive into the news, covering the latest gaming trends and stories pertaining to the industry. We also do our best to cover the most recent games and like to have an ongoing discussion with the audience. You can contact us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Play. We appreciate you listening, everyone. And now, on to the show. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Tim Kitzrow, a.k.a. Mr. Boom Sharkalaka, the voice of NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, and Mutant Football League. Along with me is the master of disaster, Mr. Mutant League himself, Michael Mendheim. Whoa! And with us to close out another year of Retro Gaming are your Ardcast hosts. One brings the boom, while the other provides the Sharkalaka, David and Robert, kaboom! Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah, we couldn't ask for like a better intro there, Tim. So thank you very much for that. So uh, yeah, so this is Arcast episode 142 uh, right here. It's the final episode of the year uh, before it closed up for, this, for the holidays. So uh, yeah, so we're very happy to have here, uh, you know, to, to have like Tim Kitzrow, the voice of NBA Jam, and also Michael Mendheim, who created the, you know, the Mutant League uh, games and all that. So uh, as well as like, you know, as well as with, uh, with Mutant Football League uh, on there too. So uh, so yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, you know, for, for joining us here, guys. It, it, don't, yeah, don't forget uh, uh, Sugar. She's a stripper. She's here too. Oh, yes. Hi, hi Sugar. <laughs> hey, hi, Sugar. Armor, no Sugar. We go back away. Sugar, That's right. Would you get me another beer, darling? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, I, I, I'm I'm perplexed by something here now. Which one of us brings the boom, and which one of us brings the shakalaka? I, I'd like to I think, think Robert's I definitely the boom. the boom. Yeah. 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 Robert's definitely the boom. I had a Taco Bell earlier, so I definitely bring the boom. So, yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, these guys are back on our show. We had them on our show a little while back when Mutant Football League first took off for consoles, and now they are back to help us close out the year. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about sports games. We're going to talk about the impact of Mutant Football League. And considering it's kind of a Mutant Football Christmas, we're also giving away codes for Mutant Football League for each platform. So, yes, guys, you could be playing with David's character or my character tonight while listening to Tim's soothing voice in your ear. That's right. Boom and D. (laughs) We've Kaboom. also been a lap dance code we're giving away. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> wow. Hey, it guys. Thanks for having us on here. Um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody listening. Happy holidays. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. So we're yeah. ready to go. Happy going. Festivus. Happy Festivus, that's right. Long for the rest of us. So, uh, so yeah, so, you know, so we may as well like start things off. Uh, we're not doing like any news like for for like this, uh, for this particular episode because it's a very special episode. We're going to be like doing a lot of game code giveaways. So we may as well start off with some game code giveaways. 
starting off with with a game code I have here for Sega Genesis Classics on Xbox One. Uh, so over 50 titles across all genres from all-time classics like Sonic and Streets of Rage 2 to deep RPGs like the Fantasy Star series, arcade action, shooters, beat-em-ups, puzzlers, old favorites, and hidden gems. New features bring modern convenience to the classics. Save your game at any time, rewind those slip-ups, or customize your controls Earn bragging rights with online multiplayer and achievements. The largest collection of retro classics on console in one great package. So if that sounds like your jam, definitely jump on this. Again, this is for Xbox One. The code is CJP69P7CTKC96QCQGK3K6Y4KZ. Again, that's Sega Genesis Classics. Uh, Sega Sega Genesis Classics on Xbox One. Enjoy. You make those codes so difficult, no one will remember them, and, and no one will win. The I games, mean, that's right? why I can rewind, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the VCR yeah, age. VJX five slash forward hieroglyphic. I mean, that's why I go slow. Code, I mean, so. That's why I go slow. You know, the ladies like it slow. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've got a code to give away as well, and it's for R Type Dimensions EX. This just came out for PlayStation Four. It is, of course, a collection of two of the hit R Type games, R Type One and R Type Two, which you can play in both classic and remastered mode with a switch of a button it's made by tozai games and they were kind enough to give us a code here to give away that is for playstation 4 and watch me go slow with this one people it is six nine b f two l n p t e q b that's for our type dimensions ex on playstation 4 enjoy and yes the code is easy to decipher done. okay and tim yeah you can't input that code okay no, no. quit stealing codes <laughs> i mean if you want a code just ask because you don't have to take from the people but we, we can right, help right. you out you know? <laughs> we got plenty here for sure yeah. we definitely have plenty of more codes like to give away later on in the, in the show as well uh and i'll uh, and i'll also have a uh, you know have like a giveaway as well uh for the uh for like the physical copy of mutant football league on switch uh so be sure to uh, you know to like wait until like the end of the episode basically for uh, for like details and how you can win that welcome we have like a lot of good stuff here but we'll start off here now with what are you playing we'll get some games we've all been playing or have recently beat uh so tim from what i understand you don't play a whole lot of games right yeah uh, yeah that's basically it uh, i'm a i'm a I'm just absolutely spastic when it comes to uh, playing games I, I i like playing the real games so uh drinking oh, okay. games is a different thing but uh, as far as video games I like to uh, just sit back and watch. I'm a kind of a voyeur when it comes to game playing. Fair enough. Fair enough. You like to watch. He yeah. likes to watch. <laughs> it all started when I was play, uh, you know, did NBA Jam. You know, I, I had been doing pinball games for years, doing voices for them when I was in college. Uh, there, you know, there weren't a whole lot of games out, and money was really, really scarce. And there was a twenty-five cent beer night every Wednesday, and my quarters were going to the beer instead of the Pac-Man. So uh, <laughs> fair I started enough. doing NBA Jam. Uh, I would go out in the arcades afterwards, and I was more interested to see how it would, uh, you know, the, the fans, you know, the players were responding, and I would just sit in the background and watch them and, and, and trash talk them. You know, they'd start uh, playing, and I'd go, ugly shot, puts up a brick, can't buy a bucket. And I'd turn <laughs> hey, man, you sound like the dude in the game. I go, I am the dude in the game, dude. Boom, yeah. shot. <laughs> there you go. Drop the mic. So, nice, yeah. nice. The nail in the coffin. I'm actually looking over your old pinball work here. It says here that you were the voice of Rod Serling in the classic Twilight Zone pinball table, as well as uh, you did some crazy voices for Attack from Mars and Who Done It. And it's ironic because Attack from Mars just got released in this new pack for um, Pinball FX3. So if people want to, you know, I, I assume you're probably that guy's. 
are you the guy that did oh the aliens are coming an attack from mars was that you yeah, or it was, was that me and uh, it's nice what time is it time to get scared stiff <laughs> oh, nice i remember that one the avira table that's right that's right yeah see yeah. david david and i play pinball arcade back and forth and we pass over like high scores all, all the, the time, time so yeah. like wait a minute i was just in a, a, a tournament in in uh, seattle uh shorties famous uh the first uh, pinball arcade uh, oh, yeah we know shorties yeah yeah, shorty uh, the place. They had the world's best pinball player there. Forget his name, Pinball Wizard. The guy threw out, threw down five hundred million on the first ball on Twilight Zone. Jesus, <laughs> mm. I think I got fifteen, seventeen. Yeah, like a thousand. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than that. God, you got a million for launching the ball. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay, we know Tim's not playing anything. What about you, Michael? What have you been playing lately? Oh, so all I have time for is uh, to play all these other games that I want to play. No, I'm, like, testing the hell out of my game, right? Because mm-hmm. we're releasing all this uh, new DLC. and So it's just, like, testing, 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 trying to make the game better. But I have a long list that I sent to Santa of games like I'm dying to play. On the top of that list is Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, of course. Like, I'm dying to play that. I also, like, I haven't played the latest Madden. I want to play the latest Madden as well. And then, of course, Smash Brothers. Mm. So, like, those are my three top games. And my son loves Smash Brothers too. So that's one of his Christmas presents. And uh, we're, we're going to go to town once we get this last DLC out, which we could talk about a little bit later on in the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, we got a really small team. I do a lot of the testing myself um, along with a couple other guys. So it, it kind of sucks because, <laughs> you know, I'm not able to play all these other great games that are coming out uh, around Christmas time. But um, we're we're nearing the end line um, in like the next week or so, and then oh my god, I I just I need a break from MFL, and I want to play some other games and just you know just soak it in. So how surreal would it be then if you saw Bones Jackson and Smash Brothers? Because now like we can see like anyone pretty much <laughs> in, in like Smash Brothers at this rate. So what 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 so what so what if like Bones Jackson you know, wasn't Smash? Well, it'd be great as long as EA doesn't sue me. There, yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah, I guess they do own like the rights to to like, the character along with the game and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know what? Having a mutant football league character in Smash Brothers would be quite the honor. That would be awesome. You know. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm kind of curious now, like, on what kind of like moves that he would have now at this point. Like, what kind of dirty plays maybe he would like pull out or something. <laughs> yeah, he might pull like a referee out of the ground and smash him around. You know, I figured that would. There work, you go. Right? Yeah, exploding footballs or like landmines or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, what would happen if Tim Kittrow recorded a voice pack for Smash? Because he did that earlier this year for Dota 2. Oh, that's yeah, right. Like, yeah. Forgotten. Dota Jam. Yeah. So, I mean, if he did, like, if he did, yeah. You know, like Super Super Kittrow Brothers. <laughs> that's a good one. I actually just did a, a cameo for a Blind Lights Rage. It's going to be out next year. There's going to be a, a, a cameo for NBA Jam mode while you're uh, in your shooting mode. Gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, oh, nice, nice. And then the Dota, the Dota will be out in the spring. The Dota Jam. We're working on that right now. That's awesome. Congratulations, man. That, that yeah, that's thanks. Huge. a lot of fun, man. How about the audiences? Those guys have a twenty million dollar winners purse in Seattle uh, at the end of the summer. 
and uh, they've got like 120 million players worldwide. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. The, the, and no wonder Valve's not working on any other games. They're trying to make that one perfect. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so I've been playing a couple of different games. I've been playing R-Type Dimension ZX, which I just gave a code out for, for PlayStation 4. Very well done port. Also been playing this indie shooter called uh, Horizon Shift 81. Uh, like I said, this came up from the team at Flump Studios, and it's going to be out this week for Nintendo Switch. We're actually giving away a code for that as well this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, neat little shooter where you shoot at stuff both on the top of the screen and the bottom. You actually have to change direction as enemies come from both sides and you have to kind of protect this line that you're on because if they break up that line you have less room to run around it's it's a well done arcade style shooter and it's a lot of fun i'm really enjoying the heck out of that and then for some strange reason i decided to torture myself because i had to do the worst games of 2018 special for comic book Oh, God, there were some terrible games this year. Mm. <laughs> I, I picked up this game called The Quiet Man, and I kind of wish he had just shut up. Yeah. Because it's a terrible <laughs> game. Well, I know you and, like, um, I know you and Tony have been kind of going, going back and forth on that, right? Yeah. I mean, well, Tony has uh, Mr. Megative, who was on our show, uh, John there. He, he hated it. Jake James Lugo hated it. I mean, it's just, it's this full motion video style game with um, some fighting sequences thrown in, and it's just terrible. Mm. It, it's, it's not that good a game at all. And, you know, also we're playing a little bit of Tennis World Tour, and that one's got bad service, if you will. <laughs> um, it's just awful. And then, like, New Gundam Breaker, for some strange reason, I touched Agony again. That game is horrible. So oh, God, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. So it's yeah, that game was hideous. I think that's my worst game of the it's year. It's coming out for for, uh, for for like Switch too, right? Or like it came out for Switch? It was. It's supposed to be coming to Switch, but hopefully Nintendo will stop that because <laughs> it's it's terrible. It is literally agony. I mean, I would rather you know, I would rather have like an IV with some of that stump lifter going through my arm yeah. for seven oh, to play wow. agony okay. ever again. <laughs> and I, I don't drink that much anymore, so you know what am I going to do? I, that's how much pain it puts me through. Anyway, enough about my pain. What are you playing there, David? Sure. Uh, so a lot less pain for me anyway uh, because I beat Mutant Year Zero uh, which is uh, which is oh, like yeah. that uh, that like XCOM like uh, kind of like stealthy title with like the mutants in it and all that um, so it, you know it was a really good game uh, I was actually kind of surprised with like how it ended um, it kind of like ends like on like a bit of a twist so it makes you believe that like if they can make like another like you know you know if they can make like a sequel to this game that they will which I certainly hope so because like I, I really liked what I got to play from it and like you know just kind of going through it and uh, it, you know it's a lot of fun it's really good so if you like kind of like those like tactical strategy games uh it's, it's, it's definitely like up your alley um aside from that too i've been playing mark of the ninja on switch um so oh yeah uh, i was a big fan of this game back in the uh, xbox 360 uh, era and um like when um when it like originally came out uh it's made by the same people who did uh did, like shank and don't starve and all that uh, i believe it's clay is the name of the studio clay and Timmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um so mark of the ninja is basically like their like 2d stealth game and i just i i absolutely love this game it's like it was, it was like one of my favorite games honestly on the xbox 360 so it's really cool to be able to play it again on the switch and um i i you know i completely forgot honestly like how difficult that that this game was and uh, it, it is very difficult uh but it is a lot of fun and it does load up very quickly if you mess up and all that so it's really really cool um and yeah like you know just kind of like wait and see uh what's gonna you know what the rest of the year is gonna bring or like what what, what next year is gonna bring because i still have like a huge like backlog that i have to like catch up to but i, yeah, I, 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 I would really love to play gris though because i do have that on my uh, on my switch oh, and i've been hearing amazing game. things about it 
Yeah, that game's a beauty. And also one other one I wanted to bring up is Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Which I think is a phenomenal follow-up to the uh, to the Wonder Boy series. It's not an official Wonder Boy game, but it's sort of like a spiritual follow-up. Mm-hmm. And it's a great side-scrolling platformer with all these uh, with all these cool elements. Beautiful animation, great animal transformations. Uh, it is really fun if you're into that uh, that sort of adventure-style game. It's probably one of my favorites this year, actually. So Cool. I'm still working on I mean, I finished my review. I'm just working on some of the end-game stuff because to get 100%, it takes about 20-something hours, so it takes a while to get through it all, but, but it's pretty sweet. Mm, absolutely. Sounds good. Welcome back to the Stage of History. So now we're going to get into the part of the show called the Stage of History, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So I figure since we have both uh, you know, both, both Tim and Michael on here, we'll bring up a couple of games that they were both a part of, uh, starting off with Mutant League Hockey. So this is a 1994 sports game by Electronic Arts. It is a spin-off of Mutant League football with many of the same teams and players. Two of the mutant species, aliens and superhumans, are left out from Mutant League football. And goalies can be substituted for giant demon heads, which explode when scored on. <laughs> so um, I guess like the first thing I want to know actually about this game, and I'll ask you this, Michael, obviously. Um, why did you leave out the superhumans and aliens in this game? When we were doing that game, uh, that was about the time that the uh, brand got killed. And we were given basically six months to finish a product that still required a year worth of development. Ah, okay. The classic story. So we basically, you know, took what we had and um, what wasn't implemented, we obviously cut because we wanted to get the game out as opposed to not getting the game out. So, yeah, there were a bunch of hard decisions but as far as uh the team names and stuff we parodied the nhl so we didn't necessarily bring in the football team names into mutant league hockey we parodied uh you know nhl franchises in much the same way that the football game parodies nfl franchises Mm -hmm. and um so there were a bunch of things that we had to do to get the game out and uh, cutting some species types was one of them. However, the fan base like loves Mutant League Hockey. And the game we put together in, in that very short amount of time um, is pretty cool. Uh, I wish it could have been better. And I'm hoping one day we can do a Mutant League Hockey game. That's all going to depend on how well Mutant Football League does, right? So if Mutant Football League you know, is a is a successful title and it can fund the hockey game, we'd love to do hockey. Mm. I'll tell you what I, w- I would totally live to knock mutants under the ice again because that's yes. probably the, the <laughs> most fun thing I've ever done is like knocking somebody into one of the open holes and you could see their body floating under the ice. With, mm-hmm. That's probably the next best thing, of course, to making them explode on the ice. Swim with the, with the fish. Yes, and those uh, <laughs> Mutant League hockey fans are, I mean, they are voracious fans. Uh, they swear by that game. Uh, they'll take it over Mutant Football League, and, um, you know, they, they, they are diehard, man. Oh, yeah. Same, same, same. I, I, I totally relate with that because I actually played Mutant League hockey more than I played NHL like 94, you know, and I, I don't wow. know what it was. I think it was just a matter of addiction. <laughs> and not that I was murderous or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I just, 
Oh, the NHL 94 game, like, that was kind of like the big one, like, on, like, the Genesis, right? Yeah, that was the one where I believe you can make Gretzky bleed, I think that was the... the That's one. right, I remember that, yeah. you yeah. like, why, why make him bleed when you can make somebody explode, you know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the all-time great games. Same um, programmer uh, that did Madden. Same guy, Simmons. Oh. He did both games, and the guy was a genius. And he did Madden... And he did uh, NHL hockey. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so next up here in the stage of history, we have NBA Showtime, NBA on NBC. So this is a 1999 sports game by Midway. It was sometimes featured on a dual arcade cabinet along with NFL Blitz 2000. Like NBA Jam before it, there were many secret characters such as Universal Monsters, Bride of Frankenstein, The Mummy, and The Creature from the Black Lagoon. And Game Time Commentary provided by Tim Kitzrow featured such colorful phrases like the dejection of the rejection and look ma, no rim. So uh, so I had to add that in there. But uh, Tim, what was it like working on NBA Showtime? This is the NBA on NBC, and here comes Showtime. Boom shakalaka. Right. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, not much about it. You know, it was, uh, it was a blurry period. That was my rock star period in the industry. <laughs> the hard drugs. Just going in and laying it down and turning it to 11. And it's like, try not to do what you did in the last game. But, you know, this is same, but a little different. You know, just tweak. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Brian came in with the controls and he's like doing his thing and I'm doing like my thing. And it's like, then we went out and just, you know, forgot about it and went out to the next game, man. It's like, you know, I don't remember. I'm like totally, you know, shit faced half the time. And I went into rehab after that, mate. You know, I mostly <laughs> remember is rehab. Or was that nice. a bar? Was it, was it a bar? It was rehab? a bar. Yeah, it was It bar. was a bar called Rehab. Yeah, it was Rehab the Bar. Oh, nice. It's ironic. <laughs> no, I, I remember just, really, there were so many titles. Uh, people have asked me, why didn't you do Hang Time? I thought I did Hang, hang Time, but I think that was Neil Funk from the Bulls. You know, once, <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, yeah. Once, once uh, Midway, you know, was uh, basically forced, you know, to sell their soul to the devil to acclaim uh, the, the NBA Jam title, uh, you know, we did a few different versions and Showtime was the best. Uh, and then uh, we did also NBA Hoops uh, with their with their uh, affiliate out in California. But I remember the graphics were great. A lot of fun. I was starting to add some more speech, but uh, nothing nothing beats the original for me, though, the, the first jam experience. And then actually the EA Sports version was, to me, my favorite, just because I got to do all that much more speech writing because we could put that much more in the game. But uh, yeah, kind of a foggy period. And, you know, it's fun. I've been doing a lot of uh, game shows and seeing the uh, twin cabinet with the Blitz and Showtime. That's a lot of fun to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are always the dual ones. But yeah, it was a weird time, wasn't it? I mean, like Acclaim got NBA Jam and they worked on something called NBA Jam Extreme. And it's kind of weird. Instead of Tim, they had Marv Alberts. This is actually true. I'm looking looking (laughs) right at the description and I'm like, how do you... Okay, sure. I guess the NBA fans will like that, but to me, it felt like Showtime was more of like the continuation that Jam deserved. I think Extreme didn't really live up to that, based on what I played on it. So I think I had a lot more fun with Showtime than I did with Extreme, and definitely more than NBA Jam '99, which went for some sim thing for some damn reason. I don't know what happened there. Uh, You're one of the only people I know that ever mentioned the Marv Albert thing. And, and since I don't play the games or own any of them, what, what did you think of that? Was the gameplay the same? And how did Marv sound? Because some people said that he kind of phoned it in, dialed it in. He oh, did, he, he, he didn't. didn't he, 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 
he basically left a big entire phone message. He didn't just phone it in. He, he recorded the whole voicemail. <laughs> it's a phone um, booth at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is basically how he sounded. And now moving in to player, ooh, you know, and it's just yeah, yeah. not nearly continuous like you are. It was it was kind of stilted. In NBA Jam Extreme, they, they messed up the gameplay where it's like the super dunks were – even more ridiculous. Like they yeah. looked like they were going through the roof for some reason. And I don't know. Showtime to me felt more like it was what jam should have been. I mean, I like the, the next generation that of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Mark, what that. Yeah. Mark Turmel and, and, uh, and Sal DeVita, you know, the, the, you know, of course, Mark being the head uh, designer for jam and blitz and everything. They just cringe. They just, when acclaim took that title, they said what they did with that was just sinful. And then that last version I did with them and I think the late 90s or whatever, the real cartoony version, uh, th- that was also kind of a disaster too. But I did have fun working with um, Bootsy Collins on that. He was the uh, my play-by-play guy or, uh, on, or commentary guy, color commentary on the uh, 60s version or 70s version. There was like a decade of 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s basketball in that, uh, that last acclaimed version. But I, it, it looks really weird it's a bizarre looking game yeah and then like i said nba jam 99 mj jam 2000 they went with a straight sim i'm like that's not nba jam no, you know, no. why would yeah. you do that you know so yeah. then that series went away for years and then obviously it came back under ea and you know now who knows but it, it, it's just a matter of i think midway wanted to keep the good times going they knew their arcade business was doing well with nba jam so why not continue it with a new guys but keep the people that made it really well. Like you can't replace Tim Kittrell with Marv Albert. That's like replacing a steak with spam. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm sure he was and great it, announcing it, games. It, but. He's got the sizzle, but not the steak. Exactly. Right. <laughs> get him to drink enough. Sometimes he does wear female clothes. <laughs> oh, man. Ow, Michael. Wow. You know, oh. the things you learn. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't tell no, Marv. That's a boom shock don't, t- don't, right don't tell Marv. Don't tell Marv. Wait, if you're going to bite me, I'd bit her. Wasn't that the deal that Marv was biting other people in the ass? Oh, no, he, he, I don't know. But <laughs> I heard, you're, wearing, you're wearing hers. He's not somebody I would invite to a party. Let me just say that. No, no. Yeah, you stay away from my punch bowl. You get away. Oh, right we should move on to another sports game here. This one actually doesn't have the flavor of Tim Kittrell, but I kind of liked it anyway. It was before uh, Midway worked on the NFL Blitz, and it is a super high impact. It's a game that was released oh, yeah. in 1991, uh, side-scrolling sort of football football sort of thing. But it, you could see the seeds in place for NFL Blitz because there were fights that would break out on the field. There were voice samples that were ridiculous. You know, eat this, fight! You know, and they were beating the crap out of each other. It's, it's one of those arcade style games at the time that really didn't find an audience like blitz did. Cause it wasn't so, you know, you couldn't leg drop anybody. The fight just took place pretty much, but right. The physical nature well, was kind of different. Okay. It wasn't licensed, right? Oh it, no, it wasn't licensed. It was, it was just no. general yeah. football. Uh, blitz was licensed. So, yeah. I mean, that that's a huge thing to, to have the teams and their logos, but um, that's an awesome game. 
Yeah, Super, I mean, yeah. and they released a home version too. Uh, Flying Edge Entertainment, I believe, released it for Super NES and Genesis. And the home game was fun too because they kept some of the voice samples in there. You know, they eat this, you know, and you beating the hell out of your friend um, <laughs> in the game. In the game, I'm not psychotic. Um, and it was it was a fun little game. I mean, it had like different offensive and defensive plays. Obviously, it wasn't as over the top as NFL Blitz, but for like an early '90s arcade release before Midway found its footing, I thought it was a fun little game. It, um, it was like Mortal Kombat, right? Because they did the digital uh, animations, right? With yeah, characters. I mean, they weren't as detailed as Mortal yeah, it's Kombat. Yeah, like realistic animation. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was realistic, and in, you know, in terms of side scrolling and stuff. But I mean, at the time, we really didn't have too many choices in terms of arcade football. I think like the big one at the time before this came out was Cyberball. Or that might have been mm. a few years oh, beforehand. Yeah. So, I mean, this was yeah. a nice little alternative. If you, that was actually years older, I think. But still, there weren't yeah. too many arcade football. Like, there was John Elway's quarterback. Um, there was Tech Mobile, obviously, the four-player cabinet. Um, so there weren't too many choices at the time before NFL Blitz. So High Impact kind of found its way in there. You know, and I don't know who did the announcing for it, but it definitely sounded like, you know, Tim's like, hey, man, he's talking about fighting people. Oh, imagine if you dropped a leg on him. Come on. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was a fun little game, obviously, a nice little sleeper from Midway's camp. But, uh, yeah, you could definitely see how it's overshadowed by NFL Blitz because of the official teams and the leg drops and the more 3D yeah. style of play. So yeah, it was a lost little favorite for its time. But if you're curious, you can pick it up in Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. It's, it's worth a look, I think. So, yeah, that's my obscure for this week. Very cool. And uh, I do have another game code here to give away. This is for Mutant Football League Dynasty Edition for Switch. Uh, so Mutant Football League is an action-packed arcade-style football game with intense online multiplayer action, deep strategy, and deadly humor. Dynasty Edition includes all DLC and brings several new features to the core game, including a new single-player experience that allows players to become the coach and GM of their favorite Mutant Football League franchise. Uh, so if that sounds like a jam, then definitely jump on this, and we're definitely going, going to be talking about this game more in this episode. Uh, so again, th- this is for Switch. The code is B15007CX21QV4VVR. Again, that's Mutant Football League on Switch. Enjoy. Hey, I just got big now! <laughs> <laughs> Glad we're not having to read codes, Tim. I know. Uh, that stump lifter. That stump lifter is doing. The That's a stump lifter is kicking in. There. My license plate B seven four H dash. I remember dead cat. Please turn your headlights off. Oh, he's right. I'll be right back. <laughs> he's heating up like a trending topic. Here it comes! Boom shakalaka! So that's going to lead us into our main topic, which is looking back on arcade sports games in history. Uh, so I figure we'll, you know, we'll, we'll first talk about some of our favorite arcade sports games in general. And um, I think like it's kind of safe to say that NBA Jam is pretty, pretty like high up there for sure, especially with like Tim Kitzrow's uh, announcement. That yeah, I mean that's got to be probably number one, right? I mean, it's it's not number one; it's in the top three. It was the first. It was the first Avatar type game. I mean, you, you got the, the the league license, and suddenly you are all these great players. And that was the thing that really separates it, even from today when you're playing, you know, NBA Two K, and there's five on five, and yeah, you switch to you know which player you're, you're you're controlling. But that was like you chose your favorite player, you stuck with it, and that was your guy. So it was a real Avatar experience, and you you felt like you were an NBA player, and people just you know we're so addicted to it there's nothing else in the arcades that really compared to it was well, a good betting game yeah right i mean oh yeah that's like you 
you bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, because I, I remember like for our 100th episode, uh, we did like the greatest, um, was it like the, re- the greatest retro games of all time, basically? Like we did kind of like a March Madness style tournament, basically, for like each, each, each like genre. And then at, you know, for like the winners of each of those genre like brackets, uh, they went into like an all-time bracket, more or less, and so um, the final two are actually NBA Jam and Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo, if you believe it. <laughs> so, wow. And NBA Jam came out on top, so NBA yeah, Jam, well, I think, would officially be <laughs> the greatest game in this case. <laughs> it better come out on top. That's dollars, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's a billion-dollar franchise for sure. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. um, first year, and then all the titles since uh, have grossed two billion. So, so um, a couple of my favorite um, arcade sports titles of all time, people listening out there, if you haven't played these games, you have to go, you have to play NHL 94. Okay. I, you just, you just do, it's just baseball 2020. Mm, super baseball. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, again, Cyberball, we talked about that a little bit earlier, but Cyberball's like, uh, you play with robots, it's kind of like football, but very simplified and really, really cool, really fun game. Obviously NFL Blitz is up there and, and, you know, probably the greatest football game, arcade sports, Tecmo Bowl, right? We grew up with that game. We used to bet on that game, and uh, that that game is, you know, an all time favorite. So, mm-hmm. and Bo Jackson too in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those are like my favorite. Even though NHL '94 isn't considered um, an arcade sports game, it's more of a sim. It's really an arcade sports game. For sure. I mean, it's very fast. It's very simple. You can pick it up pretty quick, and it's just a genius game. You know, I I was going to mention another one here that Tim might have forgotten about, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I really enjoyed this one when it came out for Nintendo 64 because it really nailed the aesthetic of 3D hockey while at the same time just being this sort of fun arcade-style thing. You know, it, it wasn't super serious, but it was still, you know, a solid game of hockey and it was really well done at it for its time. I thought Hard, hardcore fans out there. That's one that people come up to me or write to me, you know, social media. It's like, they talk about their groups, you know, that play it. It's a, it's a real, you know, cult game. And the funny thing is I wasn't even going to uh, do the voiceover. They had recorded it. That was their LA uh, uh, midway office. And they ha- had someone else out there and they called and said, we're just not happy with it. Can you bring Tim Pitcher in? And, you know, you would never do this today. Like, you know, how many sessions Michael and I had to do this game and all the other games I've done. They had me come in two days over a weekend and do like 10 hour days to scream hockey. And that was, that, that was the recording experience for that. But do you, do you remember any lines from that? Uh, people always have a line or something about Bag of hammers or something. Yeah, I think it's just hammers. the way I think it's the way you just yell like gold and would you like jump up screaming, yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. Never no, seen the it. fucking hockey fans, man. Yeah. They are oh, yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody who grew up yeah. with blades of steel and like nothing, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, that was the one to do. I mean, you know, jam, like yeah. I had to fight with my sister all the time because I wanted to play blades of steel. She wanted to play some bullshit like Mickey Mouse Capade. I'm like, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> Blades of Steel always had like that sound effects in the background, like I know, right? 
That's right. Yeah, it's the classic yeah, Konami right. sound effects. Yeah. yeah. The, the other hockey game I did was NHL Hits. Now, the interesting thing about that was it was subcontracted to a group called Black Box in, in uh, Vancouver because they know their hockey better than, you know, those guys down here in the States. That game actually outshined uh, EA's hockey game that year. I forget which year it was released. I think 2000. And uh, got a lot of uh, notoriety. I think won some awards at E3. And that pissed off EA. So they went out and bought the company Black, Black Box. Box. Yeah, oh, wow. They, they I didn't know about that. And, and those guys was like six people startup. They paid them like 20 or $30 million. And those guys became overnight crazy millionaires. Jesus. And, uh, and then I think four of them. They got in with EA, and, and they told me six months later, a year later, almost all of them had left. They just, you know, they went from the mo- the coolest little boutique, you know, you know, group up there in Canada doing what they wanted to do. Suddenly, they were part of the machine, and they said, they, "No, this isn't yeah. what they got in business for." So See, that was left. that was EA so. logic for the time during that decade. You know, like ESPN NFL Two K Five was outshining Madden in terms of sales because it was only like what twenty bucks at the time. Yeah. So what does EA yeah. do? They pick up the NFL license and they pick up ESPN. So they shut out their competition that way as well. I mean, it was a way of the thing back in the 2000s. You know, nowadays it's a little bit different, but it was back then to be like, oh, we can't beat the competition. Then we'll buy the competition. You know, it was bizarre. I, I I'm pretty sure Mr. Burns owned EA yeah. Sports back then. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> buy my competition, Smithers. <laughs> oh, they're, they're making more money than me? I must have them. I'm sorry. How's it different now? Um, yeah, that, that, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. As okay. much as like things change, they also so remain the same. Whoever tells me how it's different gets another Nintendo Switch MFL <laughs> Dynasty. <laughs> well, I'll write an essay tomorrow. It'll be no problem. <laughs> but no, it's not too different. Yeah. Anyways. As far as like arcade sports games, um, I loved NBA Jam, but I also really loved NBA Street. Uh, Street kind of felt like the almost spiritual successor to Jam in like a lot of ways for me, honestly. Um, especially since you mentioned there, Tim, like about the, uh, but like the fact that like when you like pick like a character in like NBA Jam, that's essentially like kind of like an avatar in a lot of ways. So you're, you're, you're picking that character for like what they can do on the court. Um, NBA Street was very much like that because of all the larger in life like kind of characters on there, and, you, know, like, you know, along with like the licensed NBA characters that were, you know, NBA players that were, that were in there. Uh, there was also like the like uh, kind of like made up characters that they had in there. Uh, like I think Stretch was like the name of the cover athlete in um, NBA Street Volume Two, I want to say. And uh, the, 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 you know that was the one that me, that me and my friends like played like all the time. Like you know we would do like the off the heezy, like the pass, like with this kind of like you know off like your head, and then like you know doing like alley oops with that and stuff. And we just do all sorts of just like really creative things like on the court in that game. It was just so much fun, and it really kind of felt like that continuation of what jam was supposed to be if it kind of kept going into that era pretty much yeah it was, it was a logical uh next move for them and 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 that also has a really strong cult following after yeah. all these yeah. it's just kind of interesting it was like back in the 90s and 2000s we really got a bunch of sports games that we really just don't see nowadays because you know licensing is so different you know like we would see stuff like obviously nba showtime we'd see wwf wrestlemania the arcade game which was pretty wild in its own right mm, you know yeah. you, you see all this stuff but you also see original sports games there was this um 2001 volleyball game that i really got into called beach spikers which oh, I, I remember beach really spikers cool for gamecube yeah, yeah. i mean the, the funny thing about it was like you you get into a victory with your all-female team and then they go into an embrace and i don't know what's happening but it's awesome <laughs> but, 
but Whatever. I like it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's good. You're happy to win. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Sure. Anyway, but, <laughs> you know, and then we have other games too. Slugfest comes to mind. MLB Slugfest, which I mm. thought was a really good arcade style. Is that game. Frank I Thomas think, on the cover of that one? Um, no, it was just MLB. No, was, was Big Herb Baseball. Yeah, that's that right. One. That's right. You did do that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're probably thinking of the Acclaim yeah. um, baseball, all-star baseball games. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did with them. And then uh, MLB Slugfest was here back with yeah. Midway and uh, Kenny Shorts from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to beat you up and have a folding chair. You know what? You're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, since then, we really haven't seen too many arcade stuff. I mean, like, we got the bigs and the bigs, too. But outside of that, you know, most of the baseball stuff has either been official or stuff that kind of went away, like Major League Baseball 2K. That went away years ago. You know, we haven't seen another yeah, yeah. MVP baseball. We haven't seen another the bigs. We haven't seen anything. We, we've seen RBI baseball, but I'm kind of tired of that because they don't change anything. It still sucks. It's terrible. It's one of the most difficult sports to translate into a game. It because it, It's tough enough when you have the matchup in real life that you want to watch. You're at the park or you're at home watching TV. But to recreate, especially earlier on graphics-wise and everything else – you're trying to recreate a live broadcast, which a lot of those games did. That's why Slugfest was so much better because it added some humor in the cartoonishness. And we're like, okay, I, I'm not like watching a virtual game where their announcers trying to cover a, a baseball game. It was boring. You know, I think that trying to do baseball like realistically, super realistically is just fucking boring. I, I'm like, like, I mean, like that, that's kind of like the great thing about, about games, honestly, is the fact that they are supposed to kind of get away from like real life kind of stuff. Um, so with like, with like real sports, I mean, if I want to watch like real, like a real baseball game, I'll watch like a real baseball game. But if I want to play like a video game on baseball, I would rather play something that's more like over the top and silly and cartoonish of some sort. Yeah, that's what we always say about Mutant Football League. It's like Madden, as great a game as it is, like, you know, for people who are into all that stuff, you go, I let's take a break and have some fun with it. Mutant Football League plays like a great football game, but it's actually fun. You have that gaming sense of it fast and the action and the humor. Yep. It's like you have to take a break from Madden, play Mutant Football yeah. League, you know? Well, I think the fantasy on the sim side is that it's really about the player coming in and going, our coach or our baseball manager sucks <laughs> and I could do a better job with this talent mm -hmm. and here what I'm now I'm going to go play a baseball game and I have the talent and the stats are pretty accurate and let's see if I can manage this team better than our coach yeah. and that's kind of where that whole fantasy yeah. comes in on the sim side because a lot of armchair quarterbacks and uh, baseball managers you know that's that's where they get their satisfaction yeah. out of playing that in terms of like the arcade sports games. And, you know, we got to throw mutant league football in there. And, of course. And yeah. Hockey was, it's just a complete diversion. It is a, you know, just forget, rea forget reality. And you're going to go and have fun and anything that can happen will happen. And no game's ever going to play the same. And none of those games ever cheated, but so many unpredictable things can happen while you're playing that the game's outcome is always in doubt until, like, the final yeah. second because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and, it is a video game. In that yeah, case. it's yeah, just absolutely. a completely different thing. And that's not to say, like, we added Dynasty mode where you can manage, and there's a lot of management and strategy involved, but at the end of the day, your dude can still hit a landmine and blow up half your team 
And now what do you do, right? Um, right. So that, that <laughs> you know, th there's always that element. And that's kind of the difference between the two. Like one is, you know, I could do better than my real-time coach can, the coach of my favorite team. I'll show them how it's done. And then the other is, it's just complete fantasy. You know, you, you just, it, like an NFL blitz, you just, the game is what you want it to be, that it, it's not allowed to be. And, um, you know, they both deserve, you know, players and both deserve, like, love in the heart for the style of gameplay. But they're two different experiences, and they both can exist within the same universe. Like, you can have a great time playing a sim. You can have a great time playing a very simple, fast-paced a sports arcade game. One is easier to play when you're drinking. And <laughs> yeah. Michael, it's kind of like the difference between <laughs> ballet and the strip club where sugar works. <laughs> right, <yeah>. Back <laughs> to sugar. The one's a little bit more raw and unpredictable. You know? <laughs> what Shout I like. Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what I like. I like the fact that people have been doing this pretty much from the very beginning. You know, like we can even look back on the NES. Like for every bases loaded that we had, we had something like Base Wars. Base Wars is probably right. one of my favorite baseball games because you actually yeah. had to fight if you wanted to steal a base. You, you get in a fight yeah, with a robot cool. and beat the shit out yep. of him, and it was a lot of fun. So I get a kick out of something like that. And then, like, nowadays, we still kind of have that because if you take a look at, like, say, Nintendo sports games, you know, I'd rather play something like Mario Tennis Aces than I would whatever the hell Tennis World Tour it ended up being. You know, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather play Virtua Tennis or, you know, Mario Golf or something like that. And even in, like, sim games, we see, like, these arcade elements like Rory McIlroy PGA Tour before EA Sports pulled the plug on it had, like, a battlefield course. Like, you played on this course and this battleship comes out of nowhere. Oh, okay, what the fuck? But, you know, you still play off the battleship and you get a, a birdie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was That's bizarre, but at the same time, kind of cool to see because, you know, like I said, uh, an unpredictability factor. You know, some people like a straightforward experience, but then you have the people that like something a little offbeat, and that's kind of where Mutant Football League fits in. And, and you know, I'd love to see more games of that nature. What I wouldn't give to see another NBA Street. What I wouldn't give to see another Slugfest. Just something that has something going for it. I think that's kind of why RBI Baseball went so mundane is because every year it's the same thing with yeah. very little improvement, you know? Mm -hmm. And people could probably say the same about Madden. And I love that that like NES version of RBI Baseball so much. So it's like it's it's like really sad to see like that the franchise kind of went that way. Really, right? Um, but if we're talking about NES games, uh, I, I would be like remiss honestly to not mention Super Spike V Ball um, oh, yeah. with like, the volleyball game uh, where you're basically kind of like picking like these different teams um, and. Like the over the top nature of it was like the fact that like whenever you do like a perfectly timed spike and if someone was in the way it would just go kaboom and then and then like the guy would just go like flying basically so it'd be be very you know be like very much of a kind of like a Tim Kitzrow kind of like announced kind of thing where like the, the words like the word kaboom like literally just kind of shows up on screen and the guy's trying to go flying. Was it no, no, like no, it was, no, it was like Kaboom. It was Kaboom. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember like very explicitly for that game. Because you, you I, got I, hit with several times with it. Yeah. I, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that game a lot, though. Uh, same thing with Super, uh, Super Dodgeball as well, which is like a very like extreme kind of like game, uh, you know, obviously, but, but you know, based on Dodgeball, uh, but with like characters from um, River City Ransom games. Right. Um, and, um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Techno. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Kunio-kun games, I, I should say. And um, yeah, so, you know, there was that. And, um, you know, also, also, you know, also like a big fan of like Super Punch-Out to like anything that's kind of like oh, yeah. the top oh, yeah. in that case. Um, I, I was particularly a fan of Super Punch-Out over the regular Punch-Out just because of the, you know, the graphical style of it. Like, I, fe- I feel like it still holds up today. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I love the characters in it, too. And it's, you know, it's just like a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, Robert, I have to mention Windjammers uh, as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I love Windjammers. Um, it's, you know, it's just like a lot of fun. And uh, it's really cool the fact that they're making like a new sequel to that game, um, you know, that's coming out next year. I'm just like stupidly excited for that. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's like a lot of choices out there for sure. Well, you know what it is? I think it's just a matter of introducing something familiar yet something new i mean that's kind of what psionics did with rocket league because before that came as under some other weird name like super something acrobatic cars or some shit i, I don't know the exact yeah, something like uh, that. supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars that's what it was initially called when it came out for ps3 <laughs> then they released it as rocket league simple and now you know it's the biggest one of the biggest esports based games on the planet yeah. it's real it's a marketable name now it one, is because yeah. rocket league's easier to say than super acrobatic um did little um um did lie whatever the fuck it's called yeah. you know what i mean super califragilistic yeah. right, right. <laughs> i think it's a matter of simple to the point nailing down the sports that these people want and you know wind jammers is what a 90s title from the neo geo era and yet somehow yep. dotty mu took a chance on it it paid off now we're going to go to Windjammers 2 next year. You know, it's it's one of those things where nailing down the simple aesthetics, you know, I, and that's why I still think somewhere lingering in the back of my head, NBA Jam is going to make a comeback any day now. Tim's not saying anything, but NBA Jam is going to make a comeback <laughs> any day now. It's just a matter of how and when. You know, it's, it's the little surprises like that that keep sports games interesting these days. So, Tim, I'm kind of curious. Do you have a particular favorite line from NBA Jam at all or from any of the sports games that you've you've done? Actually, the, the the most fun thing was for me Slugfest because my roots were you know acting, comedy, Second City, and the stuff that I got to do with uh, uh, Kevin Matthews, an, an incredible talent here in Chicago. Uh, the the improvs at the beginning of the game, sixty second improv bits, you know that was the stuff that was fun. And then during the game, we had these great you know things back and forth, like you know when someone throws a a burner right down the middle, I go you know. Uh, he looked like Babe Ruth on that pitch. What do you mean? It went right down the middle. Yeah, Babe Ruth at the Wax Museum. <laughs> oh, look how many cameras it would take to make Babe Ruth. <laughs> crazy off-the-wall stuff. But it, and also the uh, EA Sports version of NBA Jam is my favorite because they just said, do whatever you want. And I, I, there are hundreds and hundreds of lines. It's like, like my wife always says, not tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, you know, I was able to do one-liners as a, as opposed to one word. You know, the, the iconic, uh, you know, phrases of like, you know, heating up on fire, come by a bucket. It's like right, yeah. <laughs> kind of very, it's a very cool thing, and it's perfect for the time. But I thought that the EA version was really cool because it's a little bit more like a, you know, a, a stand-up comic kind of like a persona like playing the game or, you know, like my fantasy is always to be in a game and say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's the game that allowed me to do it along with Slugfest and, and Newton Football League. I mean, I guess with like the limitations to of like NBA Jam back then, um, you know, your your lines would be limited in, in that sense. So at least like today, like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like making games that have like so much memory to them. Um, and yeah. like, you know, and just like having, you know, having like that, that like capacity basically to like say anything pretty much then like, you know, yeah. the, the, like the floodgates are open at that point for you. 
And that's what I've been doing with NBA teams recently is they send me highlights and I just do, you know, the lines of whatever I want. And I can be specific, player specific, get, you know, every play. Uh, and by the way, you can see that at uh, timkitzrow.com or mrboomshaklaka.com. I work with NBA teams. And I did have to mention before we forget, there's a, a lot of controversy right now about, about Mutant Football League. I don't know if you've been, you know, looking at social media, but apparently uh, uh, President Ronald McChump uh, is very upset and he's been talking to the commissioner, uh, Putin, the mutant, about uh, players not taking a knee or what? an arm or a head or a liver or a kidney during the game. And they're finding these players were not taking a knee or a arm or any appendage. So that's, uh, yeah, it's really a rough feedback. A lot of fans upset. They think it's disrespecting the fan base that Man. they don't take a knee or an arm or a head or. So, um, being a huge fan of uh, Tim here, uh, which is why I wanted him to uh, get involved in Mutant Football League. I mean, out of all the stuff he's done, he's done some brilliant stuff. I think the stuff that Tim did for Mutant Football League is amongst, like, the best he's ever done. Um, Tim wrote a ton of uh, the content for the game. And a ton of the content for the game we also, like, did on the fly. And I let him kind of just go do what he wanted to do as part of the creative process. And we just let him roll. I mean, half the time he'd just throw the script down on the floor and he'd just get going. And then we'd pick out the best pieces out of that and the most outrageous stuff. And we'd put that in the game. You know, I only wish we could have put in more. It's just everything has to be synced to a particular event. Yeah. And you so have the trigger event, in that case. You know, we 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 were a seven man team, right? With a very limited budget. So we wish we could have done, you know, twenty times as much as we did. But like some of some of the stuff that um is in the game, I mean, it's just classic. I still crack up hearing it, and uh, well, this was this was more such than a, a great job. Thanks. Yeah. This was more than just a video game to me. This was like being handed, uh, you know, uh, Fox, you know, like the Family Guy or The Simpsons that had all the artwork done, which is incredible. And 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 Michael said basically, look, help me find the tone, you know, because it could have gone in a lot of different directions in the beginning. And we found this, you know, crazy post-apocalyptic world where. There was this cartoon element because there is, you know, a lot of really fun over the top graphic violence that it had to be, you know, have the contrast of, of the right tone by the commentators. And, you know, and we had all the fun of poking fun at these giant corporations, all the puns and, you know, the parody with the team names, the player names. I mean, there's it's a lot of fun. I hope that I've read, read a lot of things that people online just digging the, the puns and, you know, Bomb Shady, for instance, you know, just like, you know, Bomb Shady just took one to the lunch pail. Talk about a sack. He's going to be playing with deflated balls the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. Now, I, I got to ask this, Tim. What about a, a game like that can come out of left field? Because I don't know if it was you that came with the decision or the fans that helped you make the decision, but your Dota 2 voice pack. I, I can't help but wonder what motivated you to give it a shot and how did the material fit with you that way? I have a, a friend that used to work at Midway. He was one of the guys who created their first dynamic uh, soundboard, the DTS soundboard. He's a brilliant guy, and he's in Seattle now. And he was doing some uh, cons consulting work at Steam. 
and he met a young, brilliant guy out there, and he was like, man, you know that boom shark locker guy, Tim Kitzrow, because we were on the phone with it. You should have him do a donut pack. That'd be awesome. It's just like it came out because we were on the phone, and he was working with the guy that, you know, does that stuff. And so we got together and put that, uh, you know, nice little uh, preview together. People liked it and uh, just went out and recorded with them a couple months ago. I'll do one more session, but that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's just it, it's, it's just custom made for that kind of off-the-wall stuff. And if you watch and hear the Dota live esports guys, it's just crazy mayhem and over the top. But I like the idea of having this fun little sound pack that you can put in and just have this like NBA Jam meets NFL Blitz meets Mutant Football League in the Dota world. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like I kind of wish that there was like a that there was like a voice pack now for like Overwatch at this point um, to have like your voice like in there, kind of like announcing when like ultimates go off or whatever. Because like that's that's all I was like thinking of like when I saw that video with you doing like, the Dota voice pack. It was yeah, just amazing. I mean, it's really good stuff, and it makes me wonder like if one day you'll be reading eulogies. You know, Robert was a good man. Now he's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a the fire extinguisher in sight. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> There you go, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, seriously, like, Tim is able to adapt to all these different types of games. I would love to hear him do a Call of Duty pack. Just one of these days, from way downtown, right in the head, you know, something like that. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, that, you, you will get some of that in Rage. That's what I did. So oh, you, Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be in, in the uh, version coming out in the spring. We did a whole crazy bunch of stuff. So you're, it's a shooter game, and all of a sudden, yeah. Wait, you mean oh, Rage my. 2? Or, or no, <laughs> different Rage. Different Rage you were talking about earlier. That's right. Yeah, and, like, as much as your voice lends itself to, like, a lot of, like, kind of crazy over-the-top, like, games and, like, you know, and, like, sports and all that, um, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, if, like, to hear your voice, if it was, like, kind of like a church sermon, for example, like, kind of something, like, where it just doesn't belong, like, at all. Um, I upon you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing a funeral service. Michael was a good man, but now he's six feet under. Probably <laughs> <laughs> killed him. Tim could Tim could probably make traffic court interesting too. Oh, 90 days without a license, and you're gonna direct traffic. Here, take this stop sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're swimming up the river sticks. <laughs> yeah, I can do a home Google voice pack, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mr. Boomshock Locker, where should we drink tonight? In the basement! Boomshock Locker! Get the stump lifter, get the stump lifter! <laughs> Have you done, like, any, like, GPS voices also, Tim? I would oh. love to do a GPS voice. I heard that Bob Dylan did that. I don't know if that's true or not. Or he was that would be- how, how would that work? How would that work anyway? Good red. Yeah, take a left. Wait, you got too far. <laughs> Seriously, turn around. You're about to go the wrong way. Kaboom, into a wall. <laughs> take the next exit in two miles. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, we need to make you this happen. Exit 4B, not 4A. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> what, what is Are you guys all stoned? Let's do it. Seriously, we need to make this happen. Exit, man. <laughs> we, we, we seriously, this needs to happen. Tim can throw GPS away. When you could drive, now you're drag, man. You might as well go home and play some NFL Blitz, man. Because nah, right, <laughs> it's like a weird amalgamation of voices now at this point. Yeah, um, yeah would be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. I'll I'll tell you, Tim. One thing I, I probably missed though is like when they were hyping up Mutant Football League. I didn't really see you on any of the tour stops. I mean, I remember seeing Michael and his team there, and it was always great. I remember running into him at uh, MomoCon in Atlanta, which was an amazing show in its mm-hmm. own right. 
had a good time there. But I never got to see Tim at any of these like do like, live calling. I can't I travel. I can't travel, with Michael. Uh, <laughs> no, Not without the stump Monday, lifter. And that was it. That was the end of the tour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was at E3, and he was at uh, the Classic Games. In Milwaukee. And so How did we miss him at E3? Oh, we both went at to E3. E3. Yeah. But, um, you know, Tim snores, so it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> There's how he snores, too. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, <laughs> Hey, if anybody's in Chicago in March, I'm doing a jam con uh, at the Wyndham Riverfront, uh, Thursday, March 21st. So it's an actual, like, a NBA jam convention and competition. I'll be there doing all kinds of fun stuff and signing stuff and selling T-shirts, but... Uh, March 21st in Chicago at the Wyndham, so JamCon. That's insane. Nice. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely have no, to I, stop I, by I'm this. going out on tour. The, the fun thing is uh, Hartford uh, Retro Gaming Show and uh, met all the Mortal Kombat guys that, believe it or not, we were doing our games together 25 years ago, but I never met them. You know, I'd go into the studio for my thing. They were basically in the green screen, you know, doing the motion capture. I never met anyone. I know all the, you know, the creators, John Tobias, Ed Boone, and... Uh, at Dan Ford and the music guys, but I never met the actors and the martial arts guys. So it was a great uh, thrill. Dan Pacina, Richard DiVizio, and we had a great time. We were next to each other uh, selling stuff and uh, the Midway crew. So uh, insert coin, the documentary about the great Midway games. Yeah, yeah Josh Sway. Coming out in spring, and we may start to get do some panels with uh, Brian Collin from Rampage. So we'll have, you know, me and Sal DeVita, NFL Blitz, Jam, Rampage, Mortal Kombat, all kind of touring, promoting that. And having some fun, so I'll be yeah. out some more touring this year, and certainly promoting mutant football league because I know one one day when I'm long gone, it's going to be a classic. The you, you know new group of podcasters or whatever the hell people are doing at that point. Remember that sick son of a bitch, Michael Menheim? We went to prison. And that guy, <laughs> they fucking fried him. They did. They electrocuted him like center field at, at a football game. <laughs> Stump lifter in hand. Yeah. Stump lifter in hand. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, talking to Josh the other day. He told me uh, he invited me out to Chicago sometime in the spring to check out Insert Coin. So I'll tell you what. I mean, Tim, maybe we can all work something out where we can all just go out there and get some pizza and stuff and talk about yeah. right. shit. Yeah, we all got together for an NBA Jam artwork exhibition in Chicago. Uh, Mark Tramel, Sal Davide came out from uh, LA and Texas. Josh was there. We had Ed uh, Gomez, like all these great Midway guys uh, were there. And so it was like, it was kind of a college reunion for all of us. And uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of talented people. It'd be great to have you out and wait to wait till people see insert coins. Oh close. yeah. Yeah. It's looking, it's looking great so far, honestly. Um, and Michael, uh, you know, I was kind of curious, like if you can kind of tell me on what your thought is on like what the future holds for arcade sports games. Cause it seems like they're making like a resurgence right now, but um, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure myself. Like, if that's like going to be like a like a lasting thing, um, you know, as kind of curious I, in your we're going to make a lasting thing. So I don't know, right? But so on the the positive side, you have Rocket League, yeah, which is a classic arcade sports game. It was game of the year, um, and it's a great game. So that gives a lot of hope that the genre is going to continue. I'm hoping like the product continues to do well. And if it does, you know, we can continue making these types of games. And if it doesn't, then I'll do something else. It's still a little early to tell what's going on, 
But you know me, I'm a fighter. I've been fighting for this product for the last five years. Yeah, I mean, back back with like the original Kickstarter, I remember because like there was like yeah. the you know the, the, there was like the backlash like against that, and so you basically just like you know just just uh, just set yourself back and revamped it so as to make it kind of closer to what the fans actually wanted. Well, I mean, there comes you know what the fans want is a hundred million dollar product. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, yeah. and you know that's easier said than done. But, you know, if you got seven guys and $700,000, um, you know, you got to figure out a way to do it. And we actually did it. And I'm super proud of Mutant Football League. It's got really excellent reviews. 98% of the people that bought it, like, love it. So it's, it's, it's an awesome game. It's priced at a you know, a reasonable, modest price. It's not a $60 title. And we're a community-driven product, so we listen to our community and what they want, we try to deliver. And we hope we can keep on doing this. So Dynasty was something like the fans wanted. They wanted a single-player mode where they could manage their teams and their players and have control over what dirty tricks they used and then... We also threw in like player crisis moments based off of real life events, but we kind of just push them over the top. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, for example, one of your players, you know, might have had an incident in a fast food restaurant with police and he's barricaded in there <laughs> and it's going to cost you X number of million dollars to try and resolve the situation. It's a GTA we, moment, basically. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> So we, we like to parody everything and we like to be totally outrageous. And um, it's just, I, I couldn't be prouder of the project at now at this state. And we've got it on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Steam, and Nintendo Switch. And I love the Nintendo Switch version because you could just play it with friends anywhere you go. And we're also um, going to be releasing a DLC pack with a new mutant human character in it. Oh, very cool! As well as uh, the Los Scandalous Damned, <laughs> nice. And the Los Scandalous Vaults team, and the Vaults are the Chargers, the Damned are the Rams, and we hope to get that out to everybody, um, you know, by the Super Bowl. Cool. And then we're also doing um, a tournament this weekend for anybody who wants to play. It's a free tournament. It's on Esports Showdown. So you just go to Esports Showdown, which is esportsshowdown.com, and then just click on games and put Mutant Football League in there, and it's a free tournament. And we have, we're running tournaments on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, as well as uh, Nintendo Switch, and the winners of the tournament each get a hundred bucks. We'll be running another tournament for substantially more money going into the new year, which is a Dynasty uh, tournament. And we're also doing that with Esports Showdown. And the Dynasty tournament is just single player mode. Who can make the most money with their franchise over five seasons? And that tournament's going to run a month. So if you're not into, like, the head-to-head -head competitive gameplay, you could play Dynasty kind of on your own. 
and uh, compete that way as well, which is kind of what's cool about Mutant Football League. You know, at its essence, it's a party game, and it's at its most fun when you're playing head-to-head online. But with the new edition of Dynasty, it's also like a fabulous single-player game. So we're super excited about that. The uh, head-to-head competition start this Saturday. So you could go to our website or you could go to our Facebook page. Our website's MutantFootballLeague.com. Facebook, just put MutantFootballLeague.com. We've got the tournament on our, like our homepage. And just click on the links and sign up. Uh, there's only a few spots left. And it's just nothing but get fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's something we need a lot more of these days. You know, it's like, don't get me wrong. People enjoy like Madden and, and FIFA, you know, you're going to have that audience out there, but there are also people who just like fun in sports games. Like, you know, I've, I've had more fun playing NHL 19 this year than in previous years because they added more like arcade style elements that kind of balances the load, you know, and we just really don't see too many games out there. Just just go for the gusto and have fun. Usually they just follow a certain rule set. And I think that's why Michael, you know, like from the beginning, I I gave you guys my support because I loved mutant league football when it came out on Genesis. And when I saw you were working on this new project, you know, I I tried to help out the best I could get the word out, talk about the game, talk to you about the game. I I still remember our first meeting at GDC and you're all like, well, I can't talk about it too much because press isn't supposed to see nothing. I think you were trying to get investors at the time or something, but (laughs) you made me drool. I don't know why you just did. (laughs) Not fair. Well, how do you like the game? I'm loving it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I still uh, trying to get the hang of how I play. Slobbert Worstman, by the way, the worst. Yes. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the worst man. But uh, I am enjoying the game thoroughly and uh, I've been enjoying it on switch as well. It's nice to be able to take it on the go or play it on the go. It's a nice option. You know, you can take your uh, Worstman character in dynasty mode and actually progress him into from a rookie to um like an a pro yeah. to an all pro to an all-star and even a legend Ooh. Well, see and once you become a legend like i mean that's the shit right that, yeah but i'm the worst man my name is worst <laughs> man but then you rise above your name that's it's, it's like the underdog story thank you very much i'll remember he's that he's both the worst man and the best man <laughs> bob dylan speaking in the back he's the worst man yeah he's the worst man <laughs> but no i i like the idea I, I want to hear back from fans. Uh, I think that like where this game should really be taking off is when you're having your Sunday football parties, your Monday night football parties, you can't just pick up Madden. This game, like whoever's playing head-to-head, you play the Mutant Football League version, you bet on it, you have a drinking game, you have it. You play it during the timeouts or halftime during the Super Bowl parties. This is the ultimate game to have on NFL game days to have with your friends and as I said, either have a drinking game or just play. Yeah, yeah. every time Tim says rhetorical in the VO, <laughs> you have to do a shot. Yeah, <laughs> Lord. We'll be dead by halftime. What are you doing? Right. Imagine <laughs> like a stump lifter. We, no, we can't. We can't do that. <laughs> But no, I mean, the more types of the game, that's why I'm hoping like in 2019, we kind of see a balancing of the load. We're still going to get our sim games and everything, but God, I mean, what I wouldn't give for EA Sports to kind of wake up and realize NBA Live is not selling worth a shit and they need to bring back NBA Street 
or NBA or NBA Jam, whatever. There's just some sort of arcade style experience because right now we don't really don't have too many of them. We have like you know Rocket League, we have Mutant Football League, obviously we have all all these different games, but we don't really have like the selection like we had in the late '90s and the early 2000s. We don't have the options. That's you know that's because they put all their money down. I'm yeah. gonna tell you that. Um, People like publishers are very leery of arcade sports games. They think it's a dead genre. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Like Rocket League, you know, is as successful as any title could be. Like, you know, so, but that's Rocket League. Um, so if if there are people out there listening and... You know, they like these games. Get out there and support them. Yeah. Um, there's there's a ton of small developers like ourselves trying to keep this genre alive. Uh, the titles are, you know, reasonably priced. Support them. You know, if it's not Mutant Football League, there's other arcade sports games out there. Support them. If there's a market, then the genre will stay alive. If there's not a market, then the genre, you know, is going to die. Yeah. We are one of the we are one of the guys, one of the developers fighting for this genre. Because it's a genre we grew up with, we love, and we we want to see it. And there is no more midway. You know, they're not making those types of games anymore. And uh, you got to support these titles. Yeah. And that, yeah. And we are seeing that. I mean, there, there is kind of a market out there depending on the niche. I mean, take a look at Windjammers. Here's a game that came back from the 90s, an obscure era where very few people appreciated it. And .emu and their community pushed it to new heights. It took forever, you know, to get there. Be like, why the hell are you bringing back Windjammers? You, know, you couldn't stop David. Give me three of those wristbands. <laughs> wristbands. These are great. A headband. Well, like yeah. lines around too. Like I remember yeah. when I first seeing the game, like a, like a convention. I think it was like PAX West or something, or, or like PSX. But um, but yeah, no, like it was just like amazing to see like this game come back first off, but also with how popular it was when it did come back, and uh, you know, it being like popular enough to grant like a sequel in that case. So uh, I'm just really hoping to see like the same type of um, you know the same you know the same type of like you know trend really happen uh with like mutant football league because i think i think it is like a great game and it's it's great to see it like available on like all platforms pretty much at this point um so it, it's I'm just, I'm just really hoping that they'll you know the, that there'll be like a lot of support for it like we are doing like a lot of like you know giveaways like for you know for like the game like in this episode and from, from like previous episodes um but if you do like the idea of this game and, and, and if and this is like the type of game that you want to see more of in the future then absolutely buy them and you know and hopefully we'll see a mutant hockey league in the future you know, it was nice at, at, at E3, you know, we ended up, a hardcore gamer gave us a, a best in show nomination. And you're talking about you're out there with the billion dollar companies and you watch watch all these people standing in line for an hour and a half to play a game. Then you watch them play the game. They're just kind of like that, what you'd expect this kind of like stone face, cold in a cubicle playing a game. But at our booth, everybody who got hit, hooked up right away, instantly like laughing, taunting, yelling, screaming. It's the energy. Surprised it was just it was outrageous. And we're talking about young kids don't know anything about whether they're supposed to like or not like an arcade game. It was just fun, you know, and, and, and to see a mixer mixing with teenagers and older folks and guys in their 30s, 40s, 
everybody was having a ball, man. It was the ride of the carnival at E3. And that's we believe in this product so much because we see how, you know, the critics have responded, the fans respond. It's just simply a matter of getting the word out. And th this thing is going to dominate. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll continue pushing in our end, of course. In fact, I'm going to give away a couple more codes to kind of when we get toward the end, toward the ends of the show, you know, just so people can go and try and check it out and really enjoy it, you know. And like I said, we we love the idea that you guys are still trying to like you know pound that hammer into the pavement when it comes to arcade sports. And I'll tell you this, yeah. you know, I, I will promote the hell out of mutant hockey league if it begins mm -hmm. to happen you know i want to i want to be that goalie that knocks the shit out of somebody under the ice that's what <laughs> i want worseman takes to the ice <laughs> don't mess with the goalie man he's dangerous <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean I'll, I'll i will definitely help push this however i can and michael if you have plans of any kind for mutant hockey league or if you need our input by all means we, we will happily support this we need the Absolutely. good old we need some good old times back in there with the new times i think because like i said well, I, some of these companies aren't going to do it they're not going to care no. yeah i totally appreciate it and you know it takes like um it takes renegade rogue developers you know to try and do this shit because you know <laughs> publishers uh, they're just you know they're risk averse, right? Sure. I mean, and it's just smart business on their side. But, um, you know, we're still gunslingers. We're giving it our best shot. And I appreciate, uh, David, you and Robert, uh, the support. I appreciate you guys supporting the product and, you know, the podcast, everything. And, you know, Thank you so much. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Glad to help well, you guys out, please. Yeah. And thank you guys for making like an awesome game, honestly, because it's, yeah. it's like a joy for us like, to cover and, like, and like, like to talk about and play. You and know, that, so. The game was a passion of love, and our team is awesome. Everybody from Tim to uh, Ivan Zaplavo is our tech lead, and everybody who was involved in this project thank you so much and it's just our community has been so supportive and they just keep you know they have so many ideas that are there's some fantastic ideas that they want like the next big feature they want is you know clearly they want to be able to create their players and you know name them and just create their own guys and all of that and we'd love to do all of that. So, you know, it's Christmas time. Hell Go yeah. the fuck out and buy Mutant Football League. Hell right? yeah. <laughs> well, now, now I'm going to feel silly because I was about to give away a copy. But uh, okay. <laughs> Go buy it. Yeah. Well, here, I'll tell you what. One of you will get the game free for Nintendo Switch right now. The rest of you... Go out and buy it. It's like 30 bucks. It's a great value. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I will give away a Switch code right now for the game. Um, this, is, of course, will get you the Dynasty Edition. Uh, and this oh, no, let me get my pencil. I got to write it down. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake, you're not qualified. <laughs> get back in your cave. <laughs> Before you get the code, I, wa I wanted to thank you guys and, and tell you you got a great show. And uh, it reminds me of the M – NPR uh, music show, The Sound Opinions, Jim D. Regattas and Greg Cott. 
Oh, you guys nice. did a great job picking up your titles and the way you had the outline of like favorite old titles and really, really great show. Very informative and uh, enjoyed your uh, your company tonight. Yeah, and oh, anytime you, Tim, you want to come on, Tim, and, and you know, make fun of us, nice. please come on. You know, it's fine. <laughs> we get people making fun of us all the time. Well, David, especially. But, yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. So let me give away, and I'm going to give away two Switch games right now. I'm going to give away Mutant Football League and then I'm going to give away Horizon Shift 81, uh, which is the shooter I told you about earlier. This is Mutant Football League's code. Tim, don't write them down. Do not write them down. Uh, it is B. 1500-7CJ22K0NNNS. That's Mutant Football League. Bingo! Okay. <laughs> Mutant Football League, hopefully for you. Bingo! <laughs> well, step on up, young feller. Yeah. Let's see that card. Let's see that card. Okay. I'm going to read one more code, and I don't want to crack up while I do it, so don't do that, Tim. This is for Horizon Shift 81 from Film Studios. Let's fuck him up right now. Ah, I don't Now's even a have... chance. I don't even have stump <laughs> I don't That's have the beer. I don't have anything. Uh, Nobody he, knows what that means, right? Stump lifter? I assume you're lifting a stump. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're a lumberjack, maybe, the, and you cut down the... strongman competition, yeah. <laughs> If you ever had one of those grain alcohol go parties Menheim's. back in college, uh, or go to my Menheim's holiday party, <laughs> it's the uh, it's that bathtub, you know, uh, hot, you know, white lightning. And after you drink it, you go out and do things like lift stumps. It's just stuff. Huh. Okay, yeah, so remind sense. me to not to do white lightning in a bathtub. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, code for Horizon Shift 81, and I know Tim's going to make fun of it, so whatever. Uh, the code is C018QY0Y. NGL4 F7ST. That's for Horizon Shift 81 on Switch. Enjoy. And also, I will be giving out more Mutant Football League codes and other codes this weekend as well. So make sure you follow myself at the DCD, uh, to Guilty Man over there at Doug Guilty Man, and of course, um, our cast, our podcast. Why? What? Our podcast. Was that Q as in Q or Q Bear? Wow. Okay. Well. Wow. <laughs> and that's the response I was expecting. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there you go. But guys, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Tim, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. really... but, 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 well, hold on. Merry Football League Christmas. But I think David's got one more thing. I think he's actually got a physical copy. I of do Mutant have Football a physical League. copy. Because our yes. last guy didn't take it for some What happened, David? We- yeah, so we were doing like a giveaway of this earlier, um, I think like last month. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, we didn't get like someone who was willing to uh, to like respond back. I guess like for you know try, trying to reach out a couple times. That's I'm weird. not sure why, but that means I do have the physical copy here of Mutant Football League Dynasty Edition on Switch. Um, you know, available here to uh, you know give away. Uh, so like I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. So I will send this over to a lucky winner uh, as long as you follow these steps, basically. Um, so basically, meet me in the Rcast Discord room on Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, and like the link for the for the Discord room is in the show notes. Uh, but it, you know, I'll also have a post up on social media, so like on Twitter, Facebook. You know what? Speaking of physical copies, uh, physical copies, Bricks, uh, uh, he's he's got a little uh, something he wants fans too. That's right, Grim. It's a physical copy of my. It's a blow up doll, so it's a physical copy. Of- <laughs> Okay, I don't think we can. I don't think we can do that. We can't give away it's that. It's unbelievable. Whoa. Hey, did you blow up your bricks? 
Oh, I mainly she got a leak after the first time, but no, I put some duct tape on it. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a weight loss program right there, then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're on, you guys are on your own for giving away blow up dolls. We we give away game codes here. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'll I, sign I, it. I guess if Dirty looks trying to ship fruitcake in the mail, I don't really need to ship, you know, blow-up dolls. And just... There ain't nothing wrong with a blow-up doll! Oh <laughs> okay. You one of those battery-operated blow-up things, because otherwise you're just going to blow this off! Yeah. <laughs> so, again, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, I will have the link for the Discord room to join the Rcast room, basically, where, where you can come in, join me, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, like, the latest episode, with this episode, basically, to talk about arcade sports games, and about, like, holiday gaming, and whatever else, basically and um you know for, for for like a random person who is in the room i'll I will p- like pick a winner uh for the physical uh, you know copy of Butin football league dynasty edition so um so yeah like that's that's basically it right there so basically it'll be shortly after this episode goes up which will be uh friday at noon basically noon, noon eastern and uh yeah so it'll be, be like five hours after that i'll be on the discord room and just come and join and i'll have like a reminder on uh, social media so come yeah. and join me for that it'll be a lot of fun I'll, I'll stop by as well if i can and i'll give away a couple of codes in the room as well for those of you who don't want something physical and want to play something a little more immediate i can do that mm-hmm. it's a retro christmas <laughs> yeah it's a mutant football christmas that's what we do mutant football league is on fire Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> hey, at least he didn't mention a blow-up doll i'm good i'm good there you go there you go <laughs> it's a blow-up doll christmas let's not do that <laughs> and uh yes yeah, rcast 142 pretty much in the books and um so tim michael if you want to like plug anything there too like where people can find you online yeah, at Tim underscore Kitsro, Twitter, and uh, MrBoomShakalaka.com uh, will uh, direct you to my website. Hey, guys, had a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Absolutely. And for uh, Mutant League, it's at Mutant Football on Twitter, at Mutant Football, and our website's www.MutantFootballLeague.com. And uh, on Facebook, we are uh, just – Newton Football League. So, hey, everybody, have a great holiday. Thank you for supporting the project, and thank you, uh, you guys, for having us. We totally appreciate it, and it was, as always, a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a boom. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> boom shakalaka, man. That's great. Boom shakalaka. When Dylan meets Mr. Boom shakalaka. Oh, my God. That would be fun. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, if you want to follow the ArtCast on Twitter, we are at ArtPodcast. Same thing for Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash ArtPodcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the Guilty Man. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Twitter.com slash the DCD. You can also check out ComicBook.com slash gaming for the worst games of 20. 18 don't play these <laughs> games okay i can't can't do that all right way. that was a good try Mr. Zimmerman. everybody yeah. must get stoned uh, but uh yeah yeah while you're also checking let's get stoned seriously now, yeah. I just, now i've got that song in my head now i get that song in my head mutant football tournaments this saturday yeah Go to our website or our Facebook page, and we will have all the info there. We've got a few slots left for people to play and just go and beat somebody up. Yeah, right? you can win 100 Sounds bucks. Good. That's way better than fruitcake. 
I always Hell say. Yeah. <laughs> showdown. Oh, yeah. mm, there you go. There you go. And while you're also checking out games, uh, please be sure to check out our partner site, Don't Feed the Gamers at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That's run by your good buddy, Leanna Ruppert, who also works at comicbook.com slash gaming. And her and the team get fan-centric news and reviews in gaming. And if you'd like to send us any feedback, opinions, retro games, fruitcakes, blow-up dolls, yeah. <laughs> topics for us to cover, anything at all, really, you can email us at argcast at retrozap.com. And be sure to also check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially if you're into Star Wars. Uh, there's the flagship flagship show Bruised and Blasters, along with Kanata's Castle and Starship Savers and Scoundrels. There's also Beltway Bantas, which combines both Star Wars and politics. So if you're one of both minds, that's only the show for you. There's also the Animaniacs cast if you're an Animaniacs fan. The Deuce cast it for all you movie buffs out there. And the Techno Retro Dads if you're into a variety of old school stuff, just like the Arg podcast. There's also us with Argcast, so be sure to find us on iTunes. Subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors and your friends and your blow-up dolls. We're also on Stitcher and Google Play Music, as well as Spotify. So you have absolutely no reason to not listen to another retro gaming podcast and that's it for us this year guys that's okay. episode well, 142 on. in the books okay close this out yeah you must be out of batteries by now <laughs> i'm just trying that's to keep up with your example i'm trying to keep up with your example i can't do it i can't. need some bathtub beer this was uh, i don't drink white Take lightning out of a tub i don't well we did forget to mention one thing we are uh you know digital dreams is hiring over the holidays we you know took a page from uh you know the big boys how they do it mm -hmm. how they're successful in esports so we're looking for trolls uh, to uh, <laughs> oh. you know, troll and write bad reviews for other games and competition, bury the competition, and drive them six feet under the nail in the coffin, the eulogy dunk, boom shakalaka. So there you go. You know, football is out of here. Yeah, so there yeah, you the go. The driver. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so if, you, if you're looking for a troll job, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah, if you're a troll and you're out of work during the holidays, uh, talk to Michael Menheim no. or Mr. Boot. <laughs> <laughs> he pays in stump lifter, though. That's the problem. He only pays in stump you, lifter. You can, you can work in bed without your pants on with your blow-up doll as long as you got a laptop or a phone. But I do that already. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing different anyway, there. Before, <laughs> before Tim gets out of hand, that is episode 142 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. And why am I working without pants? What happened? <laughs> wow. I, uh, yeah. Mm, all right. Well, we should have you guys on every week. But I, I really don't know how the, how the, how the stump lifter market would hold. I don't know. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Happy Cheers. New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. We'll All see you guys stuff, in absolutely. 2019. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is John J.P. Podlasic of Game Dev Advice. I'm a 30-year veteran of the game development industry and have a podcast where I interview artists, animators, programmers, designers, CEOs, and all different types of people that work in the game development industry. Whether you're an aspiring or an experienced game developer, you'll find useful, thought-provoking, and sometimes funny advice on the podcast. So check it out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.